I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportsTownChicago.com. Lombard, part of the P on Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportsTownChicago.com scoreboard update. At noon, I'm AJ Freeze with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in the career in media, go to beonair.com. Shohei Otani shuts down the White Sox last night with a score of 4-1. to one. Shohei is not allowed to run in 21 and two-thirds straight innings. He went five and two-thirds shutout innings to get only giving up get to get the win only giving up 5 hits walking 1 while striking out 11. The Angels set the tone early with Mike Trout hitting an RBI double and Michael Kopech dropped the ball on a double play at first to score the second run in the first inning. The score remained 2 nothing until the 6th inning where Luis Rendifo hit a 2-run homer to make it 4 nothing. Sox would only score once in the 8th inning off of a wild pitch. Jose Abreu was the only spark in the offense as he went 4 for 4 and had 4 of the 7 total hits from the Sox. Michael Kopech got the loss after going five and one-thirds innings, giving up five hits, four runs, three earned, whilst walking two and striking out six. Sox get the day off today as they get ready for their new series in San Francisco versus the Giants. Tomorrow with the 9-15 start time, Lance Lynn is set to face off against Alex Cobb. Cubs rolled through the Reds last night with a big offensive night with a final score of 8-3. Ian Happ got the Cubs rolling early in the first inning with an RBI double. And in the top of the fourth inning, Christopher Rell made a spectacular throw from center field to throw out the home-tagging runner from third to keep the lead at 1-0. Morell threw the ball at a whopping 97 miles per hour. In the fourth, Nico Horner gave the Cubs a 3-0 lead with a two-run double. And in the fifth, Wilson Contreras hit his 13th homer of the season to make it a two-run shot, 5-0 lead for the Cubs. Christopher Morell hit a two-run homer later in the sixth to make it a 7-1 lead, and the Cubs were able to hold out onto that lead and win the game with a final score of 8-3. Cubs look to win the series tonight with Kyle Hendricks set to face off against Aaron Ashcraft with the 7.05 start time. This has been your SportsTownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in career media, go to BeOnAir.com. Welcome back to the Go Ahead. It's been a long time since we've been on here. We have a guest here, Route Weber. I'm here, and let's get back into it. So we're gonna be going through our hour today of NBA free agency news. Is what we're gonna start with. Then we'll be talking about the Bulls and all of their moves, their draft picks, Zach Levine. We're gonna be doing NFL preseason or preview stuff. Uh, NFL division, we're going to be going after the AFC East, talking about Jalen Hurts to a tongue of Viola. And we're going to wrap it up with our wide receiver fantasy rankings, our favorites, our sleepers, and our bust. But getting right into the NBA news, we're going to start it out with Kyrie Irving has actually elected to stay, which was kind of a shock because it really seemed like he was going to be gone. And Brett, what are your thoughts about him staying? You know... I don't think that's a, a move out of Kyrie's bag. Like, I feel like it's something up his alley he would do. If he couldn't go to, like, I, I don't know what other team he would go to in Fitwell. I think he likes being able to stay in Brooklyn. But, like, with him staying in Brooklyn, do you think they're going to get more out of him this season than they got last season? Uh, I mean, I, I would hope so. I'm it, Mikey, uh, one of our teachers classmates made this point and he was like you know I, I feel like it's not difficult to ask for 65 games from Kyrie Irving but honestly it is right and if you can get 65 games out of him like is that as good as say getting 90 games out of him well or getting the 30 games out of him where he can't he can't travel away games yeah no I mean he'll be able to to, to play but I mean still he's just got to be wanting to play it's just it's so much drama no matter where he's been i don't blame the boston celtics fans for hating him for this kind of right stuff this bs that he's putting on um and who knows what ben simmons is i oh you my know God, yeah. so so the nets are just a giant question mark i think kd's probably going to go back now that simmons and Kyrie are there but if they weren't going to be there if Kyrie was gone kd was probably i mean gone. Kyrie's just such a superstar that if a team only wants him for, I mean, can only get him for 60 games and is willing to have that. Uh, that's just something different. 
I, I wish I wish he could play a full season because we haven't seen that since what him being in Cleveland. I, it feels like it at yeah. least. Um, all right, well let's ha- let's talk about some of the other NBA news. A kind of a a shocking move, but I I think he, it's it's a pretty good move in my opinion. Uh, DeQuante Murray is a superstar, and I repeat, I believe this man is a superstar. And Trey Young has now been added. With DeJuante Murray, the Spurs and Hawks made a trade last night as Gallinari and three first-rounders go to the Spurs for DeJuante Murray. Brett, what are your thoughts? I think that it's about that time that he got out of San Antonio, and I'm glad to see that he's going to the Hawks to pair up with Trey Young of anybody. I I feel like this could be a very, very good fit for him and even move the Hawks front court into the top five front court in the NBA right now. I mean, definitely point guard, shooting guard, it's way up there as, as some of the best because I definitely believe that Murray is way up there on a, a very skilled player. He's only 6'4", yet he's almost a triple-double machine. And I do want to mention this, though. I'm I'm a bit confused as to what they're going to want to do because both of those guys, Trey Young and Murray, need the ball about 80% of the time. And that's how they get their offensive done, especially all those assists. And Murray is not the greatest three-point shooter, so he's going to be probably the handler. Right. And they're going to have Trey Young be the spot-up shooter. But Trey Young has never done that in his career yet. In last year alone... Set shots like a catch and shoot, only five percent of the time. I I can see that, but I feel like they they may keep Trey Young at that point guard spot and use Dejounte Murray as uh, that shooting guard spot because he is taller. He's six four, and we looked at this earlier because we were talking about it before our show. He pulls him almost ten rebounds in game as a point guard. So if you put him at that shooting guard spot, maybe have him uh, catch, shoot, follows, get rebounds. Pass back out to Trey Young, who's a better ball. Well, I can't say better ball handler because, as it looks, that Dejounte Murray is actually a better ball handler and a sister. But I feel like with him being at that shooting guard spot and being able to get those rebounds, the second chance points, it would uh, create more assist chances for Trey Young. So Murray last year averaged twenty one points, forty six percent from the field, only thirty two percent from three. Eight rebounds per game, nine assists, and two steals per game. So he's a superstar defender. And he's he, all around. He can get triple doubles. I mean, yeah. he's, he that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy is a superstar, and I really like that addition for them, but I'm interested to see he, how He's how never really had up. pieces around him, like superstar pieces like Trey Young. Oh, not even close. And for Trey Young's sake, I just want to look at his three-point percentage. 38%. So, I mean, he, he he's... He's pretty up there on that, but I know Murray Murray was only uh 32%. But he he did have in 2019 it was his uh in 2019 he he shot 37% from 3. So you can see it before that he's had it in him somewhat, but when it comes to shooting wise, you're definitely going to be giving it to Trey Young. Just yeah. interested to see how that'll turn out in the end. Uh James Harden and Bradley Beal declined their options, but it looks like they're probably going back to their same teams. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see Bradley Beal somewhere else, but, I mean, it doesn't seem like he ever wants to leave, so. Yeah, before, I guess it seems really, really noticeable now that it, it seems that Levine is coming back to the Bulls. Yeah. But if it wasn't going to be the Bulls, I was hoping that maybe somehow, some way, they'd be we able get Bradley to Beal. get Bradley Beal. And, um, I... Yeah, I, I think that would have been a, a, a good move, but it, it looks like now that Levine is going to be staying, and we're going to be talking about that in our next segment about the Bulls. Yeah. Um, all right, this this one's a bit interesting, though. Uh, before we go back and talk about Harden and Beal's teams, Miles Bridges has been asking for a max extension, right? And LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, if you don't extend him, we're going to have some problems already like two years into the league. So it would make you seem like you would want to extend him, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this morning, Miles got arrested. I'm not sure for what yet. I just saw that he got arrested. I did not hear about that. That's wild. The Charlotte PR tweeted and said, basically, they're looking into the investigation and they will make a comment when they have more news. So So we have no information on what kind of arrest was made like Drunk driving, it could have been anything. Like it maybe, hopefully, no domestic. 
let, let's, that's more of an NFL thing, apparently. Yeah, I mean, but it's 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 interesting enough. Like when we're talking about that, with uh, he wants the the mass extension, and then his best player is budging on it. Yeah, right. He's he's rooting for him, and even like talking so, on so his behalf, would, would and then that, that happens. Yeah, I mean, well, do you, let's just take away the arrested part right now. Yeah. Um, I would I would extend him. You, oh, you see, it is arrested for domestic violence. I called it. Well. I just had a hunch on that one. I, even even though I said it's more of an NFL thing, it's been more occurring these days, which is terrible to say. 24-year-old for the Hornets. He, he's actually a fantastic player. Six, right. 6'7". Throwing um, his career away, apparently. Apparently, he turned himself in, and law enforcement source tells us that a woman claims she was in an argument with Bridges that turned physical. We were told the police were called to the scene, but Bridges was gone by the time the cops arrived and the woman was required medical attention and the the six foot seven pounder a six foot seven two twenty five pounder was arrested by LAPD on Wednesday afternoon as he was turning himself in and his bail is set at hundred fifty thousand and he has since been released. So what does that mean? What do you, the, the, how do you approach that? The medical forward? attention part's really what's getting me. If she had to get medical attention on site, but what it's also throwing me off is that he turned himself in afterwards. So was he thinking that it wasn't as bad to the point that he would get away with it so he can turn himself in? I was in? just reading that from an article from TMZ, by the way, just okay. to, to throw that out there. Well, so. But still. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Enough of that. I don't think he's going to get that extension for now. Yeah, right. That's going to take some time to blow over for sure. Well, I'm not even blow over. They're going to have to figure it out. Right. And, you know, today, free agency starts at 5 o'clock today. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting how that goes forward. Uh, Regardless, so let's talk about the 76ers for a little second here. Okay. James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey. Maxey's on the come up. Philly, I totally agree. Regardless, though. Philly says they want another piece to add on to this. Personally, I think it's ridiculous. If you have all of those players, if you have James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, why? what, what other piece could you possibly need? If you're not getting it done, you're just not going to get it done. Just give Tyrese Maxey more minutes if you want another piece. Let him get into that role of that player you're trying to look for. Let him become that player you're looking for. I mean, you have you have an MVP in Embiid. You have yep. a former MVP in Harden. Mm-hmm. And you got an all-star of Tobias Harris. In that, and then in the a rookie, well, not rookie, but on the come-up of young, Tyrese Maxey. Yes. A, a young rising star, of course, of course. I feel like they're perfectly fine. I don't know what piece they're looking for. Maybe a small to power forward. And I know Bradley Beal was searching around. He was talking to the Celtics. He was talking yeah. to the Lakers. And in the end, it looks like he's probably going back to Washington. And I, I just, I don't know. That, I know that, years ago he said, uh, since they drafted me, I just want to, just like players before me, I want to like retire at the place I was drafted in, like be it like that hometown hero kind of thing. But I, even like you said, he looked around to other teams, and I guess he just came to the ultimatum that I guess this is his place for me. I'm just going to stay in Washington and. I mean, it's just such a weird approach because, like, I know he wants out. Like, at heart, right. you wouldn't you wouldn't go talk around to Jason Tatum and be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like, is there any way we could make this happen?" Blah blah. You wouldn't do that if you actually didn't feel it at heart. And maybe he's just looking for a change of scenery. Maybe he. I mean, you should. Feels- where's Where's Washington even going at this point? What have they been doing? Nowhere. They just got Kristaps Porzingis, and like, yeah. sure, that's a that's a good addition, but. Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis is not even going to get you far at all. No. So, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels tough to watch a player like that just dying his career out yeah. for a, a, just a, a subpar team. It's just really hard to watch we've seen, sometimes. We've seen it happen. You know, it felt like that for Levine for a while. Right. But now that Levine's here, there's a lot of people who are in debate of whether they should even keep or let go of Levine. Right. Really quickly in these last 20 seconds, what what do you feel? We're going to get right into it going into the break, but what do you feel? Do you want Levine? I like Levine. I feel like there's just nobody else that, if we give him away, that's going to be so much more better that it was worth giving him away for. 
Yeah, but coming up next, then we're going to be talking about Zach Levine and continuing our conversation. Is he worth five years, two hundred million? Stay tuned. For sports, SportstownChicago.com. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. And it's good! Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Welcome back to the Go Ahead. I'm AJ Freeze, and with you is Brett Weber. And uh, yeah, we're gonna continue our conversation now about Zach Levine and the Bulls. And we ended off with my opinion on it, so let's hear yours right away. All right. Well, okay. I do want to hear that. Like, okay, Levine is a fantastic player, and it's actually worked out great. But I, I really am nervous. I'm concerned that. I don't think he can stay healthy for five straight years to be worth a max of. It's hard for any player to stay healthy for five years straight. I mean, like yeah, but LeBron, like he was but. so hurt last year. Like he was never healthy last year. I mean, he put up good numbers, but I mean, I was still like, you could just tell that he wasn't healthy during this whole season. And All of our pieces went down at the same time, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, Alonzo, for, the, for, the, for the Bulls' sake, it was pretty ugly that way. But I mean, that doesn't change the fact that. I'm worried about five giving years, him two hundred yeah. million for five years. If he can't, I mean, he'll be thirty-two by then. So where he's in the prime of his career right now, he's averaged twenty-three points in 2018, 25, 27, 25 again. So yeah, he's he's a pure scorer. He's a twenty-five point guy night in and out. I'm just yeah, but be, about the besides that, like be, putting health aside for, I mean, you can't really put health aside, but putting aside for now. Who else are you going to go that's putting, like, who else are you going to go get that's what five Bradley years Beal. that's going to put 27, 28? That's what I was saying, though, Bradley Beal. That's what I would do. But, like, Bradley Beal wants to stay home, and I don't feel like yeah, catching yeah, yeah. Bradley Beal with DeMar DeRozan is going to work out even much better than... No, DeMar, DeMar, DeMar's, DeMar the small, DeMar's the small forward. That, like, that, that's... It would be for the shooting guard position, and mm. Bradley Beal's 6'3", and he's a shooting guard, and Bradley Beal last year actually wasn't as fantastic... Um, but for the two years prior to that, he was averaging 30 points and 31 points per game. 
I just feel like getting rid of him year. and adding Bradley Beal into a new system at this time with you already have two years under with Lonzo, one year with Caruso and Demar with Zach. I f- I feel like this you already got your pieces. You might as well keep the team. So we were talking about him. is sixty five a hard mark for Kyrie? It's a hard mark for Levine too. I mean Levine only played all eighty two games one year, and that was in, back in twenty fifteen. Since then, forty seven games, twenty four games, sixty three. 60, 58, and 67 last year. So he's on the uprise. At least it's not as bad as it in the first couple of years where it was 24 and 32. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, that's different. But I mean, still, like, I just want him to get at least like 70. I don't know. Yeah. I, to be in the 60s for and he, Bra- 63, 60, 58, and 67 in the last Bradley Bill years. hasn't really been injured at all in his career. Uh, no, I mean, Not he major was, injuries, at least. Or, uh, kind like, of knee a, injuries. Last year he did. He was hurt pretty bad for a while. He only played, like, half the year last year. But, I mean, regardless, you're right, though. Most of the time he was pretty fine besides last year. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not saying whether or not like Bradley Beal is the better option. I was just saying if Levine and AK were worried about health-wise, I would probably just go with Bradley Beal or you let go of Levine, that might be the replacement. But still, I'm fine with extending Levine. So, I still think they need to make another move. So right now, what would you take? Are you extending him or are you Yeah, I'm extending. Him. Extending but I'm him? nervous okay. as all hell. Okay. Okay. All right. Continuing with this Bulls conversation then. Do you want Vucevic to get a side piece, Miles Turner, Mitchell Robinson, or Mo Bamba? Or do you want an upgrade leaving Vooch, like in a trade, for Anthony Davis or Rudy Gobert or DeAndre Ayton? I feel like the side piece would work just a little bit better rather than trying to go get that one guy where we'll still need a second center no matter what. That's going to have to come in for a couple of minutes, get those rebounds, and get those second chance points. Which Vooch is an offensive guy. We just need a defensive second piece for him. I, I'm with you on that actually. So out of Mitchell Robinson, Miles Turner, and Mo Bamba, who you I like Miles Turner the best. Yeah, I mean, uh, most potential wise, but I think Miles Turner is going to be the hardest to get yeah. and the most difficult. But and, on that note, I, then I would take Mo Bamba. And when you wouldn't say Miles Turner over Vooch is like an upgrade right like no I, mean, it's, it's, I, w- I would say i would like miles Vooch. i mean miles Vooch. miles turner is our starter if we do get him and that has Vooch as our side piece yeah I, but, that would be a potential thing i'm just I, i'm unsure about like how how right. how impactful miles turner will be compared to vucevic i know miles turner is a really good defender too but i don't know how much on the rebounds and the scoring wise i don't think he's going to be as good as a scorer as Vooch is and well, even Personally, then, for me, I'm taking Mo Bamba. That's just okay. me because I think he's just as good as a defender I as feel those like two other guys. It would be nice to put Miles Turner at, at a five and then have Vooch at the four and then run Lonzo, Demar, Zach, or Lonzo, Caruso, Zach. So for Mo, Mo really interesting he had his best year last year and he played 71 games last year and he came off the bench and he he only played 25 minutes last year per game but he averaged 10 points even shot 38 percent from three lighten it up from three he's always been a 30 he's a 35 percent three-point shooter he averaged eight rebounds last year in those 25 minutes and two blocks Mm. so he's 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 got a three ball in him great rebounder and a great defender so I really like that. I know Turner's gonna has that same sort of upside, same same kind of character. Yeah, but build. then we wouldn't be able to space the ball out as much. I, as I just we think Mo Bamba is gonna be cheaper than Turner and provide more versatility. The, kind of the same versatility though, like different than Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is a straight rebounding defender. He's gonna be more like a cheap Rudy Gobert. Yeah, like that's what that's what Mitchell Robinson would be like. We don't, it's not about the offense. It's not what he can do. He's not going to score jumpers. While the other two, Turner and Bamba, can absolutely drain threes and pull-up shots. And Yeah, they're, they're offensively more gifted, yet they still have great defense. So, Miles Turner, Mo Bamba, to go with Vooch, I'm 
down. All right. Now, the Bulls have four point guards. Kobe White, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and Io DeSumo. One of them has got to go, and for me, it's definitely Kobe White in oh, a yeah. trade piece. No, no doubt. I feel like he's the easiest to eat rid of. And now, speaking of Kobe White, then, like, is there, like, something you would want to do? You would, would you trade Dale and Terry, who was just the 18th pick in the draft? And speak- I would put him a package with Kobe White. Kobe White and Dale and Terry, and mm-hmm. you would try and see what they could get? Now, I don't know if I would go for a center or a backup piece. Now, I don't know if I would, like, go for a center or a backup piece with oh. that, that trade or if I would go, like, a backup, like, guard piece after giving away a guard and a shooting guard. Well, I actually, like, I, I think I would be more approaching shooting guard small forward that can shoot. Mm-hmm. There have been a couple names that they've been talking about, some veterans of P.J. Tucker and Jay Crowder. Those guys are. I some, like PJ Tucker a little bit more than Jay Crowder. I, I'm a, I'm I'm opposite actually. I even though PJ Tucker was just in the the finals with the Heat, but uh, or well not the Heat, not the finals, but playing the Celtics there, they put the goose egg on. But I, I I like the defense more from Jay Crowder, and I think he's just as good as a shooter. And literally his job on offense, either one of them, and I'll be fine with either of them because they kind of provide the same kind of game. I just think Jay Crowder's a little bit better defensively. And you know what? I'll also admit this. I'm a little bit of a homie because I'm a Marquette fan, and he went to Marquette. Okay, well, I just like P.J. Tucker's three-point shot just a little bit better than Jay Crowder. Okay, well, that's fair. That's and, fair. But you do have me on the defense. I do like Jay Crowder's defense a little bit better Yeah, I J- mean P.J. Tucker. I, I, I'd probably take you actually on that, that P.J.'s probably got a better three-ball, but I, I think maybe the defense might be more of an upside on the bench that he can still shoot a three mm-hmm. while playing some great defense. So that might be where I, I think he takes over. A little bit on that situation. Um, you wouldn't think Io DeSumo would be traded at all? No, I feel like I feel like everybody likes him a little bit too much, and he still hasn't grown to the potential that we that we uh, have him for. So I feel like we still have a couple more years with him. Now, how about Patrick Williams? How? What are your thoughts on him? Because it's really it's really a he debate. Grew, he grew a lot this season, so I'm having an attachment. With him this season, where he, I didn't think he'd do as well as he did, so I feel like he still has a little bit more to show us next season. So, would you do? Would you do a trade like Kobe White, Patrick Williams, and Vooch for Rudy Gobert? I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Would you throw in Dalen Terry to it if they needed no. it? No. No. I feel like that's just giving him too much for Rudy Gobert. It is just an 18th pick, but. But I, on I, top of Vooch, Patrick Williams, and Kobe White, yeah, can't do no, it. No, it it is a lot, but I I still think the Bulls would be okay doing that move. I think it'd be a really big upgrade. I think it would be. I mean, he's a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He's a superstar, Rudy Gobert. Honestly, I, I I know a lot of people still are, are kind of on the fence with him too, saying that he his offense is terrible. Yeah. But I, I don't care about that. If if he's going to pull down 15 boards and get yeah, us right, and get defensive points for defensive our point player guards, of the year, yeah. like that's everything that the Bulls needed for this season. They can go find another scorer. Right. Then and Zach's gonna, already scoring 28. So, so is DeMar. DeMar. Yeah. So, like, so if you get those 15 extra more chances to score, they're going to be improving their averages and scoring more points. And they'll find a third scorer to go with those two once they make that If you're that getting move. 15 extra rebounds, somebody else is going to be putting the ball in the basket. So yeah, no, I mean it'll it'll happen. I think that fit would be nice. I, I do think P Will has some really, really big upside, but I also do agree if you can get a superstar, if you can get Aiden, if you can get Anthony Davis, if you can get Rudy Gobert, why not? Yeah. Why not shoot your shot? Yeah, I I mean that's that's definitely just how I feel. And I'm excited to see what moves will be made. Especially with this offseason. Yeah, the offseason starts today at 5 p.m., so it's going to be interesting. It uh, should be hot all weekend long with free agent of basketball news. Keep your notifications news, on, for keep sure. Your notifications on this July 4th weekend. So that'll wrap it up here for us on our Bulls segment, and we're going to be talking about an NFL division preview of the AFC East next. We're also going to be talking about Jalen Hurts and Tua Tunga Viola. So stay tuned and. Catch you here on the go-ahead. 
to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. At 1230, I'm Broward with your com update. Powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to beonair.com. White Sox take a loss at the hands of the Angels, 4-1. Michael Kopech started the game for the Sox, giving up five hits, allowing three runs and two walks, adding six strikeouts. Sox offensively could not be found. Jose Abreu would have four hits of the seven. With four singles, Shohei Itani had 11 strikeouts. Shohei Itani pitched 21 straight innings without... A run scored. Mike Trout scores a double in the bottom of the second. Luis Luis Rangifo lifted a two-run home run in the bottom of the sixth. Sox will be traveling to San Francisco tomorrow for a 9-15 game. Lancelin will be pitching for the Sox. Cubs take a win in Wrigley, 8-3 over the Reds. Justice Steele started the game pitching five innings, allowing six hits, giving up one run, three walks, and adding six strikeouts. Cubs offensively were... Putting the ball in play all night long, Nico Horner would also have a two-run double. Wilson Contreras would hit one into the stands in the bottom of the fifth to make it 5-0. Joey Votto would seal the the game 8-3 for the Cubs. This has been your SportsTownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Red SportsTownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy, topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it happened. It still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He dies. Touchdown. Play clock at 5. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. On the overtime games this year. They won them all. Got him. Got him. It's Thomas at the 50. Skipper going three to the 30. To the 20. Thomas to the 10. Denver's going on the New England. Welcome back to the Go Ahead. I'm AJ Freeze here with Brett Weber and Jacob Thome. And we're going to be talking about the NFL division preview of the AFC East. But first off, I wanted to talk about a quarterback situation. And Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungaviola are two quarterbacks who have been given every offensive weapon that they could possibly ask for. And 
In my opinion, this is their last chance. If they can't get it done with what they have now weapon-wise, they're going to have to find a new quarterback. Now, let me ask a question to start us off first. Who do you guys think is better equipped for this season, Jalen Hurts or Tua? Um, I think it's it's interesting just because I really think both those offenses are so similar. I mean, you look at both teams, they went out and got an offensive or, you know, Offseason acquisition at wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be Tyreek Hill or AJ Brown, and then, um, you know, I think you know the rookie wide receivers from last year, both mm-hmm. being from Alabama, I think is very similar. Um, and then you know, both two really good tight ends, Dallas Goddard and Mike Kosecki. So, um, I think it's really going to come down to the offensive line. I think the Eagles had the best offensive line in the league. Um, I think Miami's more of an average offensive line. Um, so, and I think Jalen Hurts has got a better run game around him. Um, if they would ever figure out how to use Miles Sanders, yeah, that would be great. Um, <laughs> Give that guy some love. Yeah, I mean, just I think he's so talented and just doesn't right. get just doesn't get any love yeah. at all. No respect. They don't want to even give him the ball. I seriously think Miles like a Sanders. second and one, they're, they're throwing the ball. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I actually do agree with that. They're pretty equally equipped. Now, who's the better quarterback? I'm just not in love with Tua. So I've ne- I was never a fan of him, even at Alabama. I don't know if I just hate Alabama. I've never really liked players out of there, but I've loved Jared Judy on the side. Isn't Jalen Hurts from Bama too, yeah. though? But Tua, <laughs> yeah, on, the other, yeah, on the other hand, I never had hate for Jalen Hurts, but Tua I just never was strong on. And what he had last season, again, didn't give me anything to wow over. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, he had a decent little season last season. Had me at least interested in, in him. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. is going to have the better better season, and I just – you got to hope for Dolphins fans that it just works for them. All right, but now down to the actual division preview here. Bills, Pats, Dolphins, Jets. Who do we want to start with? Start with the Bills, actually. <laughs> Bills, Bills got Von Miller and, and their addition – and I, I think they're pretty much still the front runner to win their division, and I'm not too concerned that anybody's actually going to be overtaking them. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat, especially adding Von, Von Miller to an already stacked front seven. So, I mean, what else could you really do to top off that defense? Josh Allen is, is an MVP quarterback, and I imagine he'll still be playing at that sort of level. Darius, welcome to the show. You got anything to talk about with the Bills? Yeah, with the Bills, it'll be interesting to see what they're doing, you know, losing their offensive coordinator, Dabble, to the to the Giants. So I would love to see if Josh Allen could take that next step and, you know, continue to play at an MVP level or, or actually get to the point where he is the MVP. I believe they will definitely be number one in that division and win at least 13 games. All right, how, before we, we continue with this and go down with the teams, why don't we just do a, a ranking of one one through four? What, what are your standings, finishing, maybe even record-wise? Brett, you can go first. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to start with the Bills. going to win out the division. And then, um, this is actually tough. Uh, I would say, I, I might actually put the Dolphins above the Patriots and the Jets. Yeah, actually, surprisingly, I might, even though I said I wasn't high on Tua, I feel like he's got the better pieces around him. With Tyreek, I feel like he's going to have a way better season than he had last season in uh, in uh, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to have, he's just got a new pieces around him, he's going to have a new offense, he's going to fluctuate, and he even said, even though I don't believe it, he said that <laughs> accuracy-wise, he, he, he has Tua all day. So with his confidence, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bandwagon on that confidence. I'm gonna put them in second, and then I'm gonna have the Eagles with Jalen Hurts coming in third, and then I'm gonna put the Patriots in last. Well, it's actually the yeah. Why did I say the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have the Jets coming in last, and Patriots and have the, the Patriots third. coming in third. Jacob, what you got? Even though the Jets had a great draft. All right, here's my hot take. Bills, oh, no. Bills first. Okay, okay. okay. That's not, not too Not too hot. Yeah, that's not hot. We'll, st- we'll go to third next. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Okay. Okay. All right. Second, Jets. Oh. Holy. Wow. Patriots last. Holy. Dar- oh, Darius my Lord. in the building. <laughs> this is not oh, the first time goodness. he's walked out of a show because of one oh, of my takes. My Here's my explanation for this. Okay. Oh, man. I'll explain the Patriots last first. 
Uh, because I do think there's potentially three playoff teams in this division. Now, that's hard to say just because of how staffed the FC West is. But with the Patriots, I think a lot of people are expecting a lot out of Mac Jones this season. And I just don't see that at all. I mean, it worked Mac well Jones, last season. Yeah, well, and the issue with Mac Jones is he coming out of college, he was always a high floor low ceiling player. And I think you saw that. I think a lot of people expected him to be the best rookie quarterback last year. He's put in the best system. I just don't know how much more development there is there. Yeah. Um, for the Jets being at two, I, Zach Wilson, I think, kind of started to turn it on towards the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. I think they've... Um, they got the best draft. Yeah, they had the best opinion. draft out of the, out of the AFCs two, for two sure. Two offensive weapons for sure yeah. are, are, are going to be impactful. Mm. And so... And they're getting Carlos Dunlap back uh, on that defensive line. Sorry, Carl Lawson, wrong uh, former Bengals defensive lineman. And he was really good in training camp, obviously, towards Achilles. So I think that defensively, they're going to turn it around. They had, uh, you know, their coaches defensive-minded. Um, so, yeah, that's why I have the Jets second. What about you, Darius? <sighs> I mean, all right. Yeah, we're going to go Bills number one. I'm mm-hmm. going to put the Patriots second just because it's Bill Belichick. He's going to okay. find a way their defense is going to get the job Can't done. Can't really argue it. Then... I'm going to go with the Dolphins, number three. Okay. And the Jets will be at the bottom of that division. Three completely different lists. How many, so how many, how many wins do you think the Jets get then? I see the Jets getting like five, six wins. Okay. All I right. agree. All right. Well, now for me, uh, I'm going Bills at the top, and I'm going to go Dolphins at the two, Patriots at the three, and Jets at the four. So, yeah, my list. But I do think... The Patriots and Jets might be similar to six or seven wins. Okay. Maybe like a, a, a seven and ten for both of them. I think Jacob went with the Jets because he went Jet Green a day. Uh, <laughs> that's potential. All right, let me ask this question to you guys real quick. Who's got a better chance of finishing in second in the division, Patriots or Dolphins? I like the Dolphins just a little bit better. Like you said, Mac Jones doesn't really have more growth potential. He just has a really good system around him. And the Jets had a really... Was it last year that they were like not, one not and seven, and then they turned it around to like eight and seven on that big win streak? The Dolphins, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that that second half of the season, I definitely saw the upside of how good that they can be and, and the potential that they go. have, and with all these weapons. But uh, I'm I am a little bit concerned. I'm definitely more with Darius of that. Mac Jones isn't as terrible yeah maybe he doesn't have the greatest Bill upside belichick but bill belichick second. is is his own team out there right and he's always going to be dangerous yeah. so I, I i think more potential the dolphins but i have more faith in the patriots okay but the thing that scared me with the dolphins is they have a new head coach this mm-hmm. season you know they they went under under that uh on that run with the last head coach brian flores mm-hmm. you know which he had his whole debacle this offseason and you know, I'd just be interested to see, you know, what the new head coach could do for these guys. Do you think Tyreek is still going to be as insane as he was no. with, with Kansas City? Absolutely I don't not. think, I don't think he'll be thrown open like Mahomes. Do you think he'll even be close? He, no. he, he gonna, he'll, I think he could still be, he'll still be a thousand yard receiver, but I don't think he'll be as dynamic. He won't he be as a, much of a deep threat. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, it's a new system. He's gonna he might be a whole different wide receiver. He might be a slant guy like Michael Thomas now. You don't and know. And especially, you know, if Tua's Tua doesn't have it, then yeah, right. there's nothing he can do he about that. He could be that. a skinny post guy, a twenty yard post and, and he, take off. He also don't have a Travis Kelsey that can help open the middle of the field. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I mean Kaseki is good, but not Travis Kelsey yeah, good, that's for sure. I, I feel like Kaseki's a top five tight end, top top five. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, top five. Definitely. <laughs> top five for sure. Kaseki's a top five in my opinion. Top five. I don't know about that. He's up there. I mean, that would be putting him over above like Goddard, Kyle Pitts, Cole Command. Because the first four are Waller, <laughs> Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Andrews. Andrews. Who am I forgetting? Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller. Kittle. Kittle's the other one. Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah. Those are the first no, four. There's, yeah. no, there's no way he could be so over one of those guys. Five. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not the personal preference. Yeah, I mean, that's all you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest guy. Pitts fan. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. I take I take Hawkinson before Gasecki, but that's I like just Hawkinson. But that's I just still me. like Gasecki a little bit more than Hawkinson. All right, well, that'll wrap it up here for us on our AFC East division preview, and we're going to be going into our wide receiver fantasy rankings, our favorites, our sleepers, and our bust. Coming up next here on the Go Ahead. Sports, longtime fans, sports like life, SportstownChicago.com.
What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see your wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. The Chicago Dogs are back on SportsTownChicago.com. Tune into the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportsTownChicago.com. Welcome back to the Go Ahead. I'm AJ Freeze here with Brett Weber, Jacob Thome, and Darius Jefferson. And we're talking about our wide receiver fantasy rankings. And how about let's go with through a little bit of a top 10 a little bit here for like some of our favorites. I don't want to start this off this time. Let's hear Darius' list first. Okay, okay. Uh, a, a top 10 if you can, sir. First three are going to be wide receivers from the Bears we haven't no. heard of. Equinimius St. Brown. <laughs> no, first, uh, let's see. I like Justin Jefferson this year. Okay. Minnesota I had him last year. He was very good. I like Diggs and Buffalo. I okay. believe Devontae Adams is still going to be Devontae Adams. Cooper Cup. How do you feel about D-Hop? Suspended. hard for PED. Yeah, right. Jamar Chase, is he in your top ten? Yes, I'm, I'm going to have Jamar Chase in my top ten. I believe he's going to build off that rookie season. Uh, let's see. What yeah, about what about Debo? Debo Samuel, he's going to have a good season. He's trying to get that He's contract. very good point-wise in fantasy. Uh... You gotta go with. I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. I was gonna say, how do you feel about him being in Philadelphia? And I want to throw a rookie receiver like Chris Olave in there. Just wow. You think he's gonna do the best of the rookie receivers? He's surrounded by Michael Thomas and also Jarvis. Slant man. I believe he's gonna have Jarvis Lynch is gonna get the ball in his hands and he's gonna make big plays and be kind of how Jamar Chase was last year. Really quickly, actually, before we get into more of these top tens here, I want to ask you guys because I have a, a, a dynasty. For, for fantasy football, and I had three first round. Well, I had like five first rounders this year because I was in last place, so I loaded up. But I have three first round rookie wide receivers that I got, and I have Olave, Jameis Williams, and George Pickens. Who will have the best season out of those three? I go Chris Olave. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Pickens. I feel like him and the Jets. I feel like the rookie uh, to oh, sophomore oh, quarter. Uh, uh, Pickens is on Pittsburgh. Oh, Pickens. Yeah, Pickens and Pickett. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pickens and Pickett. Can you pick it? Which I also have Kenny but, Pickett as well. <laughs> well, with that being said, Mike Talent going over 500, I feel like Pickett's going to be successful in that system. He'll be good. And he got Mitch, Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball. So he all that, on the goes. other hand, I do not feel confident in. <laughs> Jacob, out of those three wide receivers, those rookie wide receivers, who's going to have the best season? Um, Pickens, Olave, Olave or Pickens, Williams. and Williams. He'll, he's he's looking okay though. He's probably going to be unlikely to start out the first couple weeks of the year, but he'll play probably twelve weeks or so. 
That's tough. I'm going to go Olave. Um, he's in a good offense. Winston, like, they're going to throw the ball a lot, especially with Alvin Kamara's potential suspension. Um, and he's a wide receiver, too. He's not true number one. So I'll go, I'll go Olave. Okay. All right. Um, you want to go with your top 10 there, Jacob? Sure. Cup. Okay. Jefferson. Okay. Adams. Wow. Okay. Chase. Mm hmm. Oh. Uh, Diggs. Okay. That's five. Higgins. Uh, no, I won't go Higgins. T. High. Higgins. Um, I'll go AJ Brown. Okay. Uh, how many am I at? Seven. Six. Six. Six or seven. Tyreek. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Debo. Okay. And then we'll go Mike Evans. And then we'll go T. Higgins. Okay. All right. T. T. Higgins over DK or Keenan Allen. What a match. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not really that high on Keenan Allen this season. I don't feel like I feel like Mike Williams might do a little bit better than him. Is T. Higgins because of Burrow? By the way, just got their check. Is that is that more where that comes from, Jacob? So was that? Is T. Higgins from like Jamar Chase or sorry, not Jamar Chase, Joe Joe Burrow? Burrow. Is that like a more of a Joe Burrow type of thing? Um, I think it's more of. An improved offensive line in Cincinnati. Absolutely. Gives for more sure. time for Joe Burrow to throw. Okay. I'm going to go with Cup at my one. I'm going to put Jace, Jace, Chase and Jefferson in there as well. No specific order. Um, Diggs and Adams. Adams, like he said, he's going to be Devontae wherever he goes. Uh, I'm going to throw A.J. Brown in there. I do like Mike Williams, like I just said, from uh, Carolina. Not Carolina, from uh, the Chargers. But uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to throw Scary Terry in there. I feel like he's going to be good, even though Jacob doesn't like Wentz. I feel like he's going to be good. No, no love for CeeDee Lamb from anybody? No, I was actually going to bring he, He's going to be one of my busts. I feel like he's going to do terrible. Okay. I'm never high on Dak or Zeke, and I, if they don't work, the whole offense doesn't work. I definitely have more faith in Dak than I do Zeke, but still, I think CD might be pretty close, but I don't think he'll be top 10. I think he'll be just right outside of it. Um, Amari right. Cooper might do decent in Cleveland. Yeah. Get, um, him, get him some new... I don't know about top 10, though. No, still. no, definitely not top 10, but he might do okay. Yeah, well, we still don't know that situation. Well, really quick before we go through some sleepers, um, I'll go through my top 10 of Cooper... Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown. And for my 10th, I am going to go with Keenan Allen. Okay. Ooh. Um, yeah, interesting enough, but I'm, I still think he's really consistent. Justin Herbert is a great fit for him still. Yeah. So I like that still, just cr- barely cracking the top 10. Um, I could see Scary Terry or some other guys, yeah, for sure. Um, maybe even Jalen Waddle if Tua's really doing well this year. All right, though. Uh, let's get into some sleepers. A- a- anybody want to go through some guys that are pretty low that you could think they could have a, a breakout season or a really good season? I'll go first. <clears throat> Russell Gage. Russell Gage, okay. Uh, with the Buccaneers. Oh, he's on Bucks now. That's why I'm taking him. So he's going to be in the number two wide receiver for at least a little bit while Godwin's out in a, Tampa, in a Tom Brady on. offense. Yeah, um, I think his production falls off towards the end of the year. But if you're looking for a guy, uh, week what one through eight, one through ten there while he's out, um, currently being drafted at uh, wide receiver forty five. I think that's a really good spot for um, him. So I would definitely be interested at Russell Gage um, anywhere from forty to forty five. Any Packers wide receivers right now? Because Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. So it'd be the rookie. I mean Lazard. I think Lizard. Alan Lizard, <laughs> potentially. I, it's hard. I think if I'm going to go, if you're looking for Packers to draft, Aaron Jones would be my guy. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to be the number one receiver. Yeah, number one receiver in that offense. I truly do believe that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't have a shot this year, Dan. Huh? No, no. Don't worry, we got a shot. They got the shot to win their division like every I, year. On my, on my dynasty team, I have Russell Gage from last year. I drafted him in the 15th round. I had him all last year on Atlanta. So it was really nice to see when he moved to Tampa that that was just a – a free upgrade wide receiver for me, yeah. uh, and I didn't even have to make a trade for it. He just got upgrade in a better position with Tom Brady. Well, a sleeper team I would like to talk about is Denver. I feel like they're going to do good, especially with all the pieces they just got. With they have Williams, 
So Cortland Sutton or, or Jerry Judy, who's going to be better? I feel like Jerry. Yeah, like I said, I'm high on Jerry Judy, and he's like my favorite Alabama player ever. We're all so. just talking about my fantasy players, Jerry <laughs> yeah. Judy, baby. I hope Jerry Judy has a, like a breakout season. Yeah, no, I, he I, has a quarterback to do so. This he's this still season, only so. 23 years old. Yeah. yeah, like he's very young, and he's one of the best route runners in my opinion. So I go with Waddle with the Dolphins. I believe you know Tariq Hill is going to take the top off the defense, open up a lot of things for him. I believe he uh, have a a breakout season. Or you think they're going to run him in the slot or they're going to run Tyreek? I mean, in today's NFL, you could put him, put guys all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, you can move in. Uh, you can do halvesies if you yeah. wanted to, honestly. He's so. one guy that, like, you don't hear. He's not talked about as much nope. after, like, he's been very quiet with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So now that they got Tyreek around, he's open. Right, and I think he's going to benefit a lot from Tyreek being there. And I, I think uh, for me, actually, it's one of those things that I kind of feel the same is um, – Devontae Smith, I think, might do the same yeah, thing yeah. with A.J. Brown. I think he might be in that same similar And he boat. even had a really good season for not having many pieces around him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, what would he – what what is he ranked on, on like, that, that wide receiver, like, chart? Is he going to be, like, somebody that's going to be drafted, like, really high? Or is he kind of, like, mid-ish, I guess? <laughs> um, I see him here at 34. I think he could be better than that. Yeah. So – yeah, if he's if he's ranked the thirty fourth wide receiver, I think he could finish better than that. Heisman, yeah, yeah, no, I mean Heisman. he's he's got it all uh, all for scale. him. Yeah, now you you put a true number one receiver out there next to him, he could break have a breakout year. I could definitely see. It. How do you guys feel about Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh? I mean, I think he's really, really, really good though. I like, mean, his target share is going to go up exponentially with Juju not Juju being, being gone. Yeah. I mean, they did just draft Pickens. Um, he's ranked uh, on this one. Um, fifteenth. He's ranked eighth in uh, the ESPN like fantasy apps. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's gonna be a pretty high receiver. I don't think he's gonna be like a, a sleeper. Like everybody knows. He's I think a be... sleeper that Brett kind of mentioned, but didn't mention it uh, necessarily was Tim Patrick of the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 700 yards last year. So obviously with Judy coming back, I think there's gonna be reduced target share. But he was playing with. Uh, you know, Drew Locke is his quarterback last year. Now he's got Russell Wilson. So um, I think Albert O, I know it was tight end, but um, also in that offense could shine. What do you guys think about Sky Moore, the rookie for Kansas Ooh. City now? I think he's going to kind of feel that Tariq Hill roll a little bit. Probably not as fast, but he's he was definitely a big a big playmaker in college. Wyoming? <laughs> Western <laughs> Michigan? Western Michigan. White colors, same, white letter. Yeah, same colors. That's what it threw me off a little bit. But, yeah, I watched this tape a lot coming out of college. I believe, you know, it was a perfect fit for him to go to Kansas City after Tariq Hill leaving. And I believe he's going to be that deep threat for those guys like Tariq Hill was. And Patrick Mahomes is going to feed him the ball. So is he going to be, like, up there on the wide receiver charts? He could shock He could, he could he shock could. a lot of people. I could see it happening, but, you know. All right, real quick, I got three guys, and I just want to know who would you take out of these three. Elijah Moore from the Jets, Christian Kirk from the Jacks, from Jacksonville, or DJ Chark in Detroit right now. Christian Kirk. Wait, I, I'm just not high on Trevor Lawrence, so I would I, I just I just can't do it. I would also go Kirk. He's going to be the wide receiver number one in that offense. It's now a, a he's now actually got a head coach in Doug Peterson. Um. Yeah, Kirk would be my guy. I think DJ Chark's underrated, but yeah, I, I would go. I, I'd, I'd also take the number one wide receiver, and yeah, I'm not high on Trevor Lawrence either, but I can't, I can't imagine him being so much of a disappointment. Like, um, who, who's their young wide receiver that they had on Jacksonville that was pretty disappointing? Oh, Chanel? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't think he'll be like that. Yeah. I, I think he'll actually well, be Well, like I feel a, like he was good. They just stop. They just slowed down on him. They just never – they just stopped giving him the ball, and then the offense never worked out, and they just – kind of like regular situation. Yep. He was okay, and then they just never worked with him, and then he, now he's not good. How does Allen Robinson do this year? I think he's going to – I feel like he'll have a comeback season. Yeah, he's going to have a bounce-back season. Definitely playing with Matthew Stafford, the best quarterback he's going to be been playing Brad with. Brad Stafford, baby. Besides Justin Fields. And uh, <laughs> playing next to Cooper Cup, <laughs> he's going to see a lot of targets because Cooper Cup is going to draw a lot of double teams, and Allen Robinson is still a, 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 a number one receiver. Not, probably not a 1A, but a 1B, but I think he's going to be good this year. All right, one final thought because we're up against the clock. Fantasy 
people are going to hate me, but Kenny Galladay could have a bounce back here. Nope. Ooh, uh, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of that one, but I guess we'll see. Regardless, thank you for everyone hopping up here on the go-ahead. That'll wrap it up for us here. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com.